Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. 2003, last race of the season. I'm going through, we're at Nelson Ledges, and I get tagged. And consequently, that tag where I did a 360 spin on track saved my life because I am a 17-year breast cancer survivor, and racing actually saved my life. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Alrighty, welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. This is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. I am your host, Sarah Madras. And I am your other host, Jenny Midgley, and we are so glad that you are here with us today. I don't know why I'm still talking into this microphone because it's not even plugged in. I'm going to move it now. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun on this show is really what it comes down to. So just a disclaimer, this is our first non-live recording that we've done like live together in studio because we're recording this during the pandemic. So we're all social distancing and we're all in our various houses and corners of the world. So thank you for bearing with us as we (laughs) maybe will be making some funny references throughout the podcast. So hopefully it still works. (laughs) Because we know at this time, everybody's hunkering down and needs some entertainment and needs some laughs. And so today we plan to bring you valuable knowledge and help you laugh a little because laughter is the best medicine. So Very true. Yes. And so today we have Deborah Mathias. I am so excited to have her here with us. She is like, I totally am a fangirl. She's first of all, (laughs) one of the nicest human beings ever. She's one of the best connectors I've ever met, and she has a really cool story, and she's just like this badass little ball of energy, and when I say little, I mean that in stature. <laughs> like, she's big personality-wise, but she's tiny, and so... <laughs> Dynamite comes in little packages. Yes, right, it does. Right. Yes, it, it does. Dynamite comes, yes. So, so, Deb is a LinkedIn guru. She is a race car driver. She is a breast cancer survivor. She is a sales queen. There's so many hats that you wear. And so why don't you start off by telling us like where you are now as far as how you got into the LinkedIn training, because that's what you're doing most currently. And then we'll kind of go back and move forward again. Okay. I got on LinkedIn 2009, January. And the reason that I did that was because, as we all know, like now, the stock market took a crash in 2008. So nobody but nobody was seeing salespeople at that time. So I got on LinkedIn and set up a profile and just started reaching out to my prospects, to my clients, and connecting virtually to see if it might be an opportunity that I could get to know them and possibly build a relationship so that they would use the courier service that I was working for. Fast forward 2011, and I was asked to take over a 
social media networking group one morning at 7.30, to which I said, you got to be kidding me. Who meets at 7.30 <laughs> in the morning? Really? Okay. And the you're totally speaking was social media. And at that time, I was like, I'm not on social media. And the lady that was running the group, Katie, she goes, Deborah, you're all over LinkedIn. Just tell people what you do on LinkedIn. So Tuesday morning at 7.30, I get up and I go and I plug in my computer and I start telling people, hey, this is what I do on LinkedIn. And there just happened to be two sales managers from large companies in the Columbus, Ohio area that said, hey, I want to hire you to come in and train my salespeople on what you do. So that night I went home and really put together what is now a 36-page workbook on building your profile so that it is optimized to get the keywords in it so that you can get found on LinkedIn and Google. And that's how I started training LinkedIn. Well, and I, what I love most about that story is it, it's such parallel to what's going on in the times right now, because you said, like, just like you said, there was a time of uncertainty. The real, the market had crashed, there was a recession going on, and you decided, okay, now's the time to make this pivot. And I think that's important for the listeners to identify with too, is that we're having that cycle of time again right now. And you took hold of that opportunity and pivoted and created a whole new, like you're a powerhouse when it comes. You're the LinkedIn local, like you're a LinkedIn expert. And that came from the fact of, hey, these are uncertain times and I need to figure out how to pivot it. And you did. And even more fruitful things happened. So I think that's so appropriate right now. I love that you shared that. Well, and that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to put a video out on April 20th. I'm doing a two-hour virtual networking with LinkedIn training because everybody needs to know how to continue to bring business in the door when we're in uncertain times. And the way to do that is build your relationships online because we're all virtual now. So, mm-hmm. yes. This has never been more relevant, which my business is slammed right now because of that. And I'm so sad that we're in the position again that we are in. But it is my passion to train everybody to have a sustainable business during this downtime so that they can keep business coming in the door. Build those relationships now. That's what I've been telling people. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And I, I love, too, that you're, like, from experience of this too shall pass. You know what I mean? Of, like, right. hey, this, yes, this is unfortunate right now. It sucks right now. We're in the suck phase of this. But, you know, from experience that this too shall pass and, you know, the, the sun is going to shine again and everybody's going to be walking about and all that stuff like that. And so I think that's reassuring for people who are going through it for the first time. And have that feeling of, well, I've never experienced this, so what does this mean? You've had that experience, and you know that it can, and it, you know, will mean greatness for a lot of people. Absolutely. This is the time when you need to pivot. Whatever your business is, you've got to learn social media. Because I've said Mm -hmm. this since 2009. If at that time I had not done what I did, I'm not sure, you know, where I would be now and where the courier company that I worked for would be. So seize this opportunity to, you know, start virtual relationships. 
we're all, I am the in-person queen. I love doing a handshake, a hug. You know, I absolutely <laughs> love true. I'm a Southern girl. I like, when I meet somebody, I want to shake their hand. If I've met you before, when I see you again, I'm going to hug you. So, yeah. you know, that is my soul. But when we're in these uncertain times, you can still have that seeing people online and virtual relationship. Yeah. And I think that the theme of pivot, don't pause. Right. What I keep telling my clients, because social distancing does not mean business distancing. And so even for somebody like you who does in-person workshops and you're shifting to all virtual for somebody like me who takes pictures and I mean, pretty much the only pictures I can take right now are of houses and commercial buildings on the exterior. Like I can't even go inside, you know, and I don't enjoy that as much. (laughs) I like people. I like (laughs) my biggest storytelling and people finding the ways, the creative ways to really take a hard look at what you have to offer and what your gifts are. Creating growth from there is so, so, so important right now. Absolutely. Deb, what do you say to people? Because I know for me personally, when somebody sends me a LinkedIn message that I don't know, I'm automatically like, oh, God, what are they going to try to sell me? What are they going to try to sign me up for? Like, I never know, is this going to be authentic or are they just wanting something from me? So how do you teach people how to create business and relationships through LinkedIn and not being those people? Okay, the very first thing that everybody needs to do if you're on LinkedIn is set up a profile so that you can get found on LinkedIn. Have a professional-looking profile, profile optimization. But to your point, I have this week gotten three in-mail messages where people were trying to sell me something. People do not know how to use LinkedIn for a relationship building tools. My advice is, and I'll tell you exactly what my criteria is, when someone sends me a message and they want to connect, number one, do they have a picture? I would not connect with my sister if she did not have a picture on LinkedIn. Because social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, it's all hackers are out. Reach. Right. Reach, reach. So be very careful. <laughs> you speak Secondly, about language. Secondly, if they do not have a business, like if I, I will go and I will look at their profile and see, number one, okay, what are they all about? How many jobs have they had? How many connections do they have? How many skills do they have? Do they have recommendations? But how I've handled the ones that have been sending me messages and want something without even getting to know me, mm-hmm. twofold. I either ignore and don't even respond, or I will send them a message back and say, obviously, you're not aware of how to use LinkedIn. You've just connected. You're asking a LinkedIn trainer to connect with you by pitching me a sale. Really? Uh. <laughs> He's like, you got to be kidding. You know, and my husband goes, 
I can't believe that you dress people down because they send you stuff like that. I go, I'm training them. I'm yes. not dressing them down. I'm just saying. I'm providing what? them education, Denny. I'm not dressing them down. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I, I give them a few LinkedIn tips of how to approach people. I actually give them what I would say to people and send it back to them and go, perhaps next time you can approach people in this manner. That's awesome. You're schooling them. You're like, I'm schooling you in a really yeah. nice way. Right. In a very, very <laughs> kind way. Right. Instead of going, really? And just letting that be it. <laughs> That's awesome. Jenny, I, I don't know if you're, like, if you want to talk more about LinkedIn. I really want to know about race car driver. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm good. Like I, so I'm very, very fortunate. Let me just full, full transparency, full disclaimer. I get to be with Deb a lot. I'm on her board of directors for her LinkedIn local programs and and events, and so we hang out like once a month. I I am so grateful for that opportunity. Here about race car driving. <laughs> okay, so my husband and I were living in Columbus, Ohio, and for Christmas one year, I bought him a Richard Petty driving experience. 325 bucks, you get eight laps around Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. He was ecstatic. And so I think for Valentine's Day, he bought me the same experience. So we <laughs> come from Ohio down to North Carolina, go to Charlotte, and we're both sitting in the stands watching the group before us. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm actually going to get in a NASCAR and drive around Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think I'm going to throw up. But we did it, and as soon as we get out of the car, not to mention I beat his time in the car. Of course you did. Of course you did. Having said that, and you can always go faster if you're getting somebody's draft. So anyway, we get out of the car. He looks at me. I look at him, and he goes, I want to go racing. I go, well, if you're going to go racing, I'm going to go racing too. So in 2002, we bought a 1991 Miata, and we went to driver's school. The first driver's school that we had, it's pouring rain. I mean, it's raining like sideways. Again, we're, I'm going to throw up because we've never done this. We get this car. We turn it into a race car, and now we're at driver's school, and it is just like a monsoon. So then he looks at me and he goes, you really do want to do this. You know, I'm Mrs. Got to have my makeup on, hair perfect, you know. And here I am, no makeup, look like a drowned rat. And he goes, wow, okay. So we do our driver's school 2002. We get our license. And in 2003, last race of the season, I'm going through. We're at Nelson Ledges, and I get tagged. And Consequently, that tag where I did a 360 spin on track saved my life because I am a 17-year breast cancer survivor, and racing actually saved my life. So what happened was when I got tagged, it jarred the tumor, and it started the water in the body started squeezing the tumor, and it was painful. Two mammograms didn't show it. I found it myself, and so I tell everybody listening, if you're a woman, please do self-breast exam. But we've been racing for mm, 
He's still racing. I stepped out of the car in 2013 because, honestly, any good race car driver should know if you're not quick and you don't have the capacity to keep racing, get out of the car. Don't hurt somebody else or yourself. And because of the four chemos I had, I have fibromyalgia neuropathy in my hands and feet, and my hands just are, are not strong enough to hold the wheel. Right. But I am still hoping that maybe one day I can get back in the car and just do like SVRA racing, which is we're older people and we've got race cars and we just go out and do it for fun instead of being in a real competitive <laughs> situation where these guys will kill you to get a little $5 trophy. <laughs> right. I love it. It's like golf, but, you know, for in the race car world. It's like, oh, I'm retired. I'm going to play golf. And you're like, no, I'm retired, and I'm still going to race cars, but in the retirement league. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can see her pioneering, like, the golf cart racing in the retirement community in 10 years. Like, <laughs> that she's oh, going to be <laughs> leading the pack. But, hey, can we... Can we put a 5.0 engine in this golf cart and <laughs> see how fast this thing can go? <laughs> right. And then, like, I get to, so, again, I I have the good fortune of knowing Deb as well as I do and also knowing her husband, Denny. And, like, I could totally, I'm picturing Denny right now just standing there in the driveway shaking his head, like, oh, there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like you need to be the poster child for finding the gift in every situation because that was, like, you just gave another beautiful illustration of how, hey, I got tagged in this race car and an accident of what could have been bad, and you're like, but it jarred the tumor so that then I could find it, and like that's freaking amazing. That's finding the gift in everything. You know what? That's what I tell people, Sarah. And Jenny knows this about me. Everybody is going to have a bad day. And I try to look at every day as not what bad thing is going to happen, but what can I turn this situation into? What, lemon into lemonades? Call it what you want. But always look at the brighter side of life or don't ever look straight ahead and have blinders on. Take your blinders off and look at the big picture and go, what positive can I take from this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. 
Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. I also so admire and I'm romantic all day long within my DNA. And so I love the fact of your and your hubby's love story and that you guys have been married for 30 years. And I know we've talked about this before on our one-on-one. Of like To me, that's one of the greatest accomplishments in the world of having a strong, happy, healthy, long-lasting marriage for 30 years. So then the question I have for you, my dear, is how do you do it? It's very simple. Marry your best friend. Because as you age, the sex goes away, the looks go away. But if you've got a friend that can see you through the good times and the bad, and even when you dislike each other, you can sit down and speak as adults, and the love comes through, that's what the key to a happy marriage is that person mm-hmm. has to be your best friend mm-hmm. and yeah, he because they're con- my best friend that's awesome that's beautiful that's beautiful i tell my husband i'm like i love you but i don't like you right now <laughs> i i do that like so i actually i used to say that to my husband and then he told me like you know when you say that it really hurts my feelings because i don't want you not to like me Right? right, like, and I'm like, but it's just, you know, like, right. When you're not even saying I don't like right? you, like, you're saying I don't like that behavior or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, y'all know. I mean, my husband's a big sensitive guy. Like, beyond the very affable and comedic exterior, right, and looking mm-hmm. like he could crush you by like with one hand it's one of those things that like but he is I mean he is more sensitive than people give him uh credit for and so and when I heard that I was like well I can't say that anymore I have to come up with a new way of expressing like I'm frustrated with you Mm -hmm. and please walk away from me now (laughs) (laughs) or just let me ignore you while I go take a bath or something like or I'm going like whatever it is because I think that at the end of the day like Deb said like it has to be that foundational relationship which, I mean, you guys absolutely have. And, I mean, you're both just, like, incredibly, you're incredible human beings, and you're both so warm and open and balance each other so well. Because as much as Deb is like, I'm going to get out there, and I'm going to race cars, and I'm going to da-da-da, Jenny's like, okay, I'm just going to draw my pictures. Right. <laughs> Leave me in a room. Let me do my paintings, and I'm right. cool. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, he's I... like, just, yeah. I've got to say this. The first time that I had my connect to clients face to face, we did it at Cambridge Village. And I think the first one I had 44 people at. And so we set up this little card table at the door and I had eight sponsors and people start filing in. 
And Denny's there at the door greeting people, and here's your name tag, and just doing all this. And I went, who is this man? And what has he done with my husband? Because Denny was, he's just not the type of person. But it's amazing to me how much he supports me. Mm-hmm. I said all that to say he genuinely does what he does every day, I feel, to support me in what I do. And I'm Oh, absolutely. 110%. I mean, it's transparent on his face. Yeah. And in his whole being, like when... When y'all are together. Yeah, no, absolutely. Christina said to me after the first LinkedIn local at NC State that you guys were at the registration table, she goes, Mm -hmm. Denny knows where you are at all times. He he watches you. He knows where you are in the room. She said, I've never seen anything. he's anticipating your needs. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, He's anticipating what you need and he's like, cause you know, Sarah knows. So LinkedIn local is like a giant event, right? There's like 200, 300 people there. And for those who are not used to that level of networking, it can feel very challenging. So Denny is very comfortable sitting out at the registration tables with me and, and Christine and Elizabeth because he's totally an introvert and he totally doesn't judge when Sarah comes out and is like, can I sit down and eat my food? Like, exactly. I, just, I can't yeah. find a seat inside when we all know that she's like, I need to recharge because my introvert heart is hurting right now. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's very comfortable out there. And, and it's just such a, like, to me, being able to watch it in action, it's such a testament to the strength of your relationship and how you both complement one another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. definitely polar opposites. So I read this article where um, it was talking about how short, and tall men are the happiest married couples. Really? Really. Wow. They did a, a, a study in South Korea. <laughs> in totally Korea random. Of all, of all places. Like, South Korea. <laughs> I know. So it was really, it was like, I, I can't pronounce the name of the town, but it was like, they had this place in South Korea where they studied and they said that relationships between, like, the, the height difference for whatever reason, like they actually found a correlation between happiness and the relationship. And the- or no, he'll yell at me. He's going to yell at me. He's like, I'm five foot seven. I'm five foot seven. Don't take away that well, like, last inch for me. <laughs> just go back to the husband's episode and look at the picture of our two husbands, right? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the study right now. It says, I'm reading the study right now. It says that, in fact, it went as far as to conclude that the bigger the height difference, the better. And it was out of yeah. uh, Concuck University in Seoul. There it is, Concuck University wow. in South Korea. Well, we should be. No wonder we've been married for thirty years. He's six yes. two and I'm five foot even. So, and as I get older, right? I keep shrinking. So our relationship's just gonna get stronger. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Jenny, are you ready for lightning round? Oh yes, but I. Oh shit! I don't know. The questions pulled up. Thank you. I got him if you okay. want me to do it. Well, you you take this one. So, Deb, every um, episode we do something called the lightning round where we rapid fire you questions and you answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? This could be scary. <laughs> it's super fun. I'll, I'll ease you in. I'll ease you in. <laughs> Go. What is, what is the number one thing on your bucket list? To travel abroad. Okay. Do you have a specific place you want to go to? I would like to follow the Formula One circuit around Europe. Nice. I have to say, so I, for 
all throughout college, I dated a guy and his family was really big into racing. We went to a formula, we did the Indy 500, which is like a whole insane experience all within itself. Oh, it was right. a whole weekend and it's so amazing. We did NASCAR. I went to Charlotte Motor Speedway. We did the Daytona 500. It is like it's people, you know, from outside of North Carolina or the Southern culture, like really make fun of it and have all these preconceived notions. It's so much fun. It's such a community. And right. what I loved was being able to put on the headset at the race and listen to the teams talk and coach each other. And that's what I love the most is how the team works together for that driver. And like everybody's style is different and things like that. So right. it's so much fun. Everybody put that on your bucket list is to go to a race at some point in your life. You know, give it, give that experience a try. So. Right. Absolutely. Oh, but that's a good bucket list item, Deb. I like that. Okay, so how do you unwind? A nice warm bath and putting on a pair of sweats and sitting down and vegging, whether it's reading a book, watching TV, just relaxing. So you're going to love quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Like quarantine was made, except for the non-connecting part. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to be a lot of relaxation. What is the first thing you do in the morning? Coffee. Nice. Nice. What is something no one knows about you? Something that no one knows about me. I'm not sure that everyone knows that my nephew works for Smith-Peterson Motorsports as a junior engineer. Nice. So there's motorsports like all in the family. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then what keeps you up at night? The fear of failure. Okay. How would how, but how would you define failure? I have a set list of goals that today I'm going to do X, Y, and Z every day, and if I don't get X, Y, and Z done. It's been a bad day for me. So failure to me is not accomplishing the things that I feel that I need to accomplish. How do you rebound? Being a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> like get up and do it again the next day. Get and up do and it do it all over again the next day and then finish what you didn't do the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what you're telling me is is that we need to work together on being uh, having boundaries <laughs> in your life and business and, and getting up and clearing out that fear of failure is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and that's one of the hardest things since we moved to North Carolina because this is the first time that Denny has been in business for himself. And mm-hmm. me, really, because, I mean, I started my business in Columbus, but for Several years, I was still working at a courier company. I was doing really two full-time jobs for about three years. So when we came down here and we had to renovate a house, live with my sister-in-law for seven months, and then we finally get in the house. And, you know, so, yeah, it's, you've got, Denny tells me that all the time. You need that work-home balance. Right. And honestly, the... COVID-19 has given me that opportunity to actually have home time. Yeah. And relax. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Last question. 
what would you want your theme song to be? I will survive. Nice. Yes. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Love That's it. Fitting. Awesome. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a treat. I so appreciate the the eclecticness and the expansiveness that is your life and a legacy. So I, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you, Jenny. I appreciate the opportunity. And as always, thank you for just being in my world and in my network. I don't think we can say that enough to the people that are around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thank yeah. you. And you too, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like I'm just always watching people network. Is that weird? <laughs> How is it that like, and this is so funny, right? Like, cause this all, all of this came about this whole podcast thing came about because I pitched an idea to Joe, but like I am surrounded by all of you introverts. Like it's, <laughs> there's more of us than there are of you. There are yes. more of you. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Never forget it. <laughs> right? I won't. And now the world is bending to our will. We get to stay yeah. home at our house. I don't think so. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. We'll drag you kicking and screaming <laughs> into our world. In fact, Virtually, it's... physically, we'll drag you there. <laughs> yep. Oh, so much fun. My networking with LinkedIn two-hour virtual training is... April 20th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So take your lunch break, bring a sandwich, sit down, and let's learn some LinkedIn and learn how to connect virtually so that you can keep your business thriving during this social distancing time. Monday, April 20th. Love it. I will, I will be there. I'll be on that call ready for that training. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Girls Who Do Stuff. If you want to find Deb Mathias, you can email her at connect to clients consulting LLC at gmail.com. And we will make sure that her links are all included on all of our social media and, and the podcast for this episode, the description. Thank you all so much. And we're all just surviving. So yes. I am Jenny Mid. What? I was Absolutely. like, yep, and we're all going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay, and we're going to get through it. We can do hard things, and we can do them together. Right. Yes, ma'am. All right, and I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras, and you and do you. You do. You do. <laughs> we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.